Before we start today's episode, I want to go ahead and thank everybody for joining us. We want to just um, make sure to let you all know that we love when we hear from you all. We want to know how we're doing, what you want to hear, and so forth. I want to go ahead and apologize for some of these episodes coming out late. Some of these episodes were recorded in October and December that are barely getting the chance to to be released. Unfortunately, at the end of 2020, there was a family emergency that happened and some of these episodes that were recorded way ahead of time never got released due to that. Just never got around to be able to edit and, and get them out. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep them for later on. I do have some Christmas episodes that will be released later on in the next couple of uh, months or so. I was contemplating keeping them and keeping them for this Christmas, but I still want to do additional Christmas episodes. So we're just going to release them when, when I'm able to. And we're probably going to be hearing the same intro for every episode of those. It's going to be about five or six episodes that will have this intro. Once again, I guess I want to let's say thank you. I want to let you all know that we appreciate everything we hear from you all. We want to know, continue knowing what you think about that, about the podcast, what kind of episodes you want to hear and so forth. But Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this today's episode. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Welcome back to Nerds in the Crypt, the podcast where we review your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and, in, and interview indie creators about their upcoming and ongoing Kickstarter campaigns. I'm your host, Saul. And I'm Greg. <laughs> I almost got through that one without you, messing up. You almost nailed it. That was like, yeah. it was, I was feeling it. <laughs> almost had, I almost got two in a row without messing up. Anyways, today we're going to be reviewing a movie. If you remember from last week, we had Lyndon White join us to talk about the Kickstarter campaign for the Constantina. I can never say that Constantina. one. Constantina. Right? I don't know Constantina. why. You nailed it. It's, it's like in my tongue does not let me say it right Oh, at least I don't hear it right of myself. But the for, for Frankenstein, Mary oh, Shelley yeah. Frankenstein. And today we're gonna be talking about the movie um that I don't I had never actually heard of this one until I actually sent it out to you, Lyndon. Um had you ever heard about this one? No, I, I thought this was you'd already watched it. So I was like, Oh right, okay, this must be alright then. And you know it was it was good anyway, but I thought this was like a strong recommendation. <laughs> this is why I didn't I didn't think I thought, oh he's got one, great. I won't even like throw my, any in the hat, we'll just watch this and like Oh right. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. No no, I I had the the way I came up with this one is that or uh, is that I actually found it on a list of best uh horror movies on Prime. Um okay. We'll talk about if it should be on there or not. I have my in and out of it. I have my ups and downs for this one. We'll, we'll talk about it. And we're going to be talking about... Well, I keep saying we're going to talk about it. And in the name of the movies, we need to talk oh. about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do need to talk about it. <laughs> it's a 2011 British-American uh, psychological thriller drama directed by Lynn Ramsey. Twillis Swinton as the main star, but also a... Also a pre-flash uh, Ezra Miller. Yeah, I had never heard of this one, like I said. I got to say that I actually do like the movie, and I, and I won't get into into it too much, but there is some things that, that I want to talk about in it that, that really did kind of take me out of the movie a couple times. Okay. Um, what are your, just like your brief, um, non-spoilery thoughts about the movie itself? Uh, then? Um, I really enjoyed it. I watched it last night, and um. I don't know if you. It's, I don't know if it's a film that you necessarily need to watch multiple times. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but like <laughs> it, it's a good. It's a good watch, but like once you've seen it once, you're like, okay, I yeah, I don't need to watch it again. But um, I I really enjoyed it. It's like it's like watching a really. It's like watching a train wreck in slow motion. But it's, it's like really uncomfortable, but you can't look away. Uh, I, I, it's what when, when again, I, I felt like Lyndon when you, when you threw this at me, I was like, all right, uh, I, this has got to be a strong recommendation. Watch the, watch the trailer. I was like, okay, uh, I think I have an idea how this is going to turn out. And I was, I was, uh, rebuffed a little, but at the same time, as I was watching this, um, that same feeling of like, oh man, some of this is making me super nauseous, like just a bad feeling in my stomach. And then also like drawing lines to uh, a couple of people that I know in my life. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
Yeah, this is super people monstery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, this I really did like the movie. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. The only thing that really took me out of the movie was some of the music choices in it. You don't, I don't like know, Radiohead? I... Radiohead. No. <laughs> no, there's a there's a quite a bit of a, other uh, songs in it that like, it didn't feel like it went with the tone of the movie. It, it, it kind of like... I, I think that's that was that was part of the part of what it was trying to do that the musical scoring um, sometimes when you watch something and or are going and experiencing uh, a film the the score is there to make you not notice it but I think in this case it was there to jar you to hit you with a sound that would that would make you feel uncomfortable in some of those some of those sounds were were those things that do in some people i want to say cause that little that little thing in your ear to like just buzz and hum uh, just a, a mm-hmm. bit too much to cause you to get a little nauseous and i think that was a that was that was a key choice for and and they hit in certain points when things were being brought up in the film or uh the character characters were interacting in a way that you're like Oh man, this is this is this is laying it out, and you're like, oh, oh. but that's I think it was all all choice, and but in in a in a way to to make you feel super uncomfortable. And yes, it was not. I, there was I, if I could have watched this on mute at <laughs> some points, <laughs> I would have. No, I, I just feel like the 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 song uh, sometimes it didn't match what the tone was. Um, there was like a cheer, like some cheery like you know cheerful music going on or like kind of a beat music and it was super loud and i think i kind of get what they were trying to go for like she's trying to act like she's okay but she really isn't until the sentence uh swinton's uh character um eva or eva i'm uh, yeah. eva i'm not sure how i forgot how they pronounced it in the movie but uh but it, it just like it, it took me out of the movie it took me out it like it did the opposite effect of what I feel. And that, like, of course this is what I feel uh, a, a song should do for a movie. It should, it should immerse you more into it and it mm-hmm. should um, get you like on suspense, like get more, get you on, on, on pins and needles. And I think this one like kind of drew me out for some reason. Cause it was such a definite break from that, that moment for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because like I, yeah, the some of those happy happy song moments where it, it's like you're sitting there jamming to the music, and all of a sudden you realize, oh man, she's like deteriorating as a her 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 things that she's going through are, are slowly slowly breaking away in her brain, <laughs> and you're like, oh. yeah, and like I said, I totally get it. I totally get it because of um, you know when anybody who who's gone through some sort of these these um, issues, it's these you still want to portray like happy thoughts you still want to portray for people to see you that you know like you're doing okay but it um in the in the context of the film i feel like it, it took me out of it mm-hmm. so um let's talk about our our cast here um we have okay. tilda uh, am i even saying her name right tilda swinton is that how you say your last name swinton? swinton yeah okay i feel like i'm saying it wrong for some reason um she plays the the pretty much the, the main character in this um eva I'm not even gonna try to say her last name. Kitchen. Well, I'm gonna try it, I guess. Kitchen Dorian. Dorian, yeah. <laughs> and her, her husband's played by John C. Riley, um, which most people, I think, they're used to seeing him play more uh, less serious roles. But uh, oh, yeah. he actually used to be more serious. Yeah, he actually be used to be more serious prior to coming out in comedies with, with Will Ferrell and other other mm-hmm. things. So he he does have some some serious um, acting chops on him. Uh, we have Ezra Miller playing son, the son, the, tit- the titular uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And we have two other versions of him as well. I was really impressed with um, John Riley. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I know he, he isn't always front and center. He's only like in technically half the time frame. Uh, but like when he popped up, I was like, oh, he's in it. Like, I think out of all of them, like I was he like you just say does have some acting chops which i've never i've only ever seen him in comedies so it was nice to see him being like that family dad but also having the ups and downs of that as well um and um ezra miller was great like re- to say that you know we see um 
his character Kevin at different ages. Like, it was good to just see how he doesn't say an awful lot, and like there's a lot, lots of glares, and it's more of his actions and body language for a lot of the time. And then when mm-hmm. he speaks, it's very like limited word count. I, I was really impressed. And then um, I'm gonna say it wrong, Tilda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've started me off now. Um, like, her, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, like um, her, her throughout. Like, you could you can tell that like there's a reason why she's led this. Like, why she's the lead. Like, she's got so much range, and like you kind of like if you had like a lesser act, you wouldn't have seen that whole emotional journey that the character goes through. Um, yeah, great. I I I thought they were all pretty good and the uh, even the the younger versions of kevin i'm not even sure how old he was at that time but even even he did a really good job at portraying what he needed to portray i I think he must have been like five or six or something like that Mm -hmm. uh you know but it was kind of it was interesting that like in the you know at that age like between either four or five and six I'm, i'm assuming that just based off of the cognitiveness of what they were trying to get him to do and, mm-hmm. and putting everything together uh but you know his, his his cognitive skills and stuff like that but also it seemed like i i know i've i've been around kids that are like i'm not gonna go to the bathroom and that was a whole entire you know that was a that was a giant chunk of of what was going on at that age for him and uh you know um it was interesting <laughs> to see like a, a, a child a kid be able to 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 emote so much through that emotion <laughs> and i think it's funny because it's easy emote, but it's like he was able to emote non-emotion <laughs> exactly right just with that 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 just like the look in his eye and that that mm-hmm. that that just tight-lipped face and then when when you know when he did want to show like oh hey no i i'm i'm good you know like or whatever it, that it was a, a flip switch and uh, you could see that and it was it was kind of cool the kid, the kid had good acting skills for the age. I was amazed. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if he's continued continued um, acting or not. But um, I mean, from what I saw, I think he he had um, he had some some uh, skills at that age. So I'm sure yeah. he'd be able to continue. I just like to think that the child is just like that, and he didn't have to act at all. He's just an awful <laughs> child at that age. Oh, just <laughs> an awful yeah. child. Yeah, just bringing all the. Bring in all the, the horrible kids. Come on, guys. Yeah, uh, we'll take, we'll take one right the there. worst one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take the worst. <laughs> did you? Did oh. you just? Did you? Did you mean to do that? Yeah, I did. You, you picked. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll give give some context to your story here. We are introduced to to uh, Tilda's uh, character Eva at a. I'm not sure. What, is this like she had? Um, I do not know the name of the. Are, are you on about the tomato scene where it opens up? The the festival it's a, a oh, yeah, opening yes, it's, a, yeah yeah it's a festival based in Spain if that's what you're yes, going yes. for yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to say it but that's without without uh what's it called um saying it because I I wasn't sure what it was I thought it was weird when they put the 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 ring of flowers on her head and then the people got up on the cliff and then the one guy jumped and no, then no, no. that's oh, wrong, wrong movie, movie. Wrong, sorry <laughs> <laughs> and then the bear suit oh my god wrong movie another uh, fine no. family film so. <laughs> But the uh, this in this particular movie, um, we, we're introduced to her. She's at that that festival. The next morning, we see her house. I think it's the next morning. Her house is painted full uh, all red, and her car has paint or whatever all over the the, the windshield. Um, I didn't. I don't even feel like she knew what was going on at that time. I think she was on something that would cause her not to be able to remember. See, I I thought when I first saw this, I thought, oh, she's done that. You know, while she's been off on some kind of drug or whatever yeah, and then yeah. I, I mean as the film goes on i kind of get the impression that someone has done this to her and she was having a memory and then she's gone out but i don't know if that's just how i read it well there was certain parts i don't know if you all caught this she would look into a mirror and there was like fresh paint on her face or, or fresh paint on her on her clothes i'm like yeah. where does this keep coming from I, and i thought it was gonna lead somewhere but it never really did yeah i, mean, I think it's just they she just can't get the blood off can she that's what it's meant to be. Like no matter what she cut, no matter what she does, she finds more red paint, more more blood. It's, more yeah, blood. it's continually yeah. And, it's continually washing over her. Yeah, Tainted. it's it's part of that thing where like she she has this guilt, right, of what happened, mm-hmm. of what happened, and we're not automatically told what happened. 
because it, it's already, I guess what we started is the present and throughout the movie as she's going through the different thing, uh, different things, even trying to get along with her life, she's yeah. remembering back um, to about Kevin. And, it's kind of like time hopping back and forth between different yeah, things. Yeah, and, and I think that really is where the horror come, comes to this. It's not really, even though the, the movie is, we need to talk about Kevin, the movie itself is really more about Tilda's character and her having to cope with what her son did and trying to figure out if maybe she could have done something or seen something. Cause I think she did see signs of what Kevin, how Kevin was acting and she's trying to trying to cope with that. Yeah. There was definitely an unraveling as, as she's, as you're seeing her, um, her past experiences with her son and experiences with her husband and the way that John C. Ryle is portrayed as the father uh, and their discussions on things. Uh, there's definitely like that, that unraveling of, of herself a bit. And then um, a little bit of the um, everything's fine. Everything's okay. I want to ask you all, what do y'all thought of, of Franklin as the, or John C. Riley as Franklin um, as the father? Oh. He, uh, I, he, just seemed, he seemed really happy for it. Yeah. I, I don't think I am. I hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I feel like he was um, happy I think, and all that, but I also feel like he was very dismissive of, of Eva's um, concerns. Cause she did oh, bring yeah. up some concerns about Kevin and, and I don't know if that was that, Kind of, uh, kind of is painted by him just wanting to be happy for his son and just wanting because he did. Kevin did act differently with his father than he did with his mother. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he he's definitely like had was in denial about the whole thing. And I think he, I think you, as the film goes on, you can kind of see that he just wants this really happy, you know, two kids family life, and he's he's trying to love it and get the most out of it. And you know, to him, Kevin is like he does have that loving relationship but with um with her character you kind of get the impression that she didn't really want to be a mother to begin with mm-hmm. like when when mm-hmm. you're looking she seems resentful for almost having him to begin with which obviously can help like tie into like their relationship and even without kevin have what in everything wrong with him as he is but um you kind of just see as the film goes on you know she didn't want to move but the end up he wanted to so they had to kind of thing it kind of like she yeah. kind of just she almost like gave i think it depending how again i feel like you have to read into it because there's a lot that's unsaid but she kind of like as her life progressed and had kids she almost like gave up on her dreams and made her resentful to her kids as well yeah because mm-hmm. she was a a writer uh she was a successful writer at one point mm-hmm. and i i feel like maybe getting pregnant with kevin kind of I guess she was starting to feel like she she was having to settle down and not be able to do what she wanted to do. Because there's a one point yeah. where she's talking to the talking to Kevin. And he's like, you know, mom used to be really happy before you came around. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, the 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 Kevin was as a, as a baby was really loud. He never he never um, stopped crying unless she was with with uh, with Franklin. He was a fussy and, baby that loved his papa, and mama yeah. was a baddie. Now. Um, <laughs> This 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 come ties into like like postpartum depression, right? I'm not not reading that wrong. I hope not, and I don't want to comment about it because I don't I don't know about that, you know. But I think, I think that is was, that does have to ties play. to, yeah, yeah. It ties to it a little bit. I think also one of the things that they they test him for um, being a little atypical. Um, he's showing mm-hmm. signs that don't don't fit the normal development of a quote unquote average child. So he doesn't seem uh, in her in her eyes as a normal a normal developing child. So she wants to get him tested to see if he's on the spectrum and to see where he fits in, you know, in development and how she can help him. And that's one of the things that I think, like, as you see Franklin's character, I've seen, I, I, I know a lot of parents that have kids that are on the spectrum and you always have one parent that is very much like, let's, let's try to do all these things to, um, you know, like get them the help they need and figure out how to, how to accommodate them and, and make sure things are good. And then you have another parent sometimes that is just like, everything's fine. Just raise them like a normal kid. And, you know, mm-hmm. neither, I, it, it, there's no, I, 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 I'm not a parent, so I don't know. I can't, I can't say what's right or wrong, but in my experience, seeing, seeing that kind of thing, watching these two characters 
play out like that that's definitely what i've seen i I can see in in franklin's character as he's trying to raise a son and it's it's interesting because you've got you know eva is definitely getting frustrated and one of the points that they they call back to um and like you say she's a she has this this writing experience where she wants to continue to do her fulfill her dreams and stuff and she wants to go off and 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 do this but even franklin's like you're going to be gone. This is going to be bad for Kevin. What about Kevin? You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how's that going to affect him? And who knows, maybe these are things that these early, these early things uh, are laying the ground, how she, how she interacts with him. Uh, the things that she does or doesn't do the things that he does or doesn't do, you know? And, uh, and, and it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how they, they both have their very different, working relationship with her son where she's very mm-hmm. resentful and he's very happy-go-lucky let's be best friends and we we see and we talked about it a little bit here kevin doesn't um potty train until oh, he's no. like five or six when he was getting older like is he still wearing a diaper and then he's like yep yeah he even inter- interrupts their uh intimate time oh, and yeah. i feel like he did it on purpose because uh, we li- literally figure out that he knows stuff that he shouldn't be knowing at that age. I mean, the way that he comes across, he just wants to um, wants to know his mother. Yeah, he just yeah. wants to, yeah, to go antagonize his mother. I, I feel yeah. like he's got like a defiance disorder going on, you mm-hmm. know, like and that might be an underlying thing. Again, not psychologist, but uh, um, just no, no people in my life that, that have these things. And he's showing these types of signs that, you know, like with the, I'm not going to go potty in the potty and I'm going to continually screw up your day by taking a deuce when you're doing stuff and then make you have to attend. And on command too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And that's what, that's what I was saying, man. He's such a good actor. He could like just growl one out. So (laughs) I didn't know if it was, (laughs) Uh, I, I didn't know if Kevin like actually gets enjoyment out of it or if he just doesn't see the value in her. I couldn't. I there's times where I thought, like I think it was up until, um, he gets ill, like gets yeah. ill just as like normal kids get sick, and like um, up until then I thought this child is just a just a, a knob for the sake of being a knob. He's just, <laughs> he, but I I can't I couldn't quite tell if he just got enjoyment out of antagonizing just his mum or if he was just you know that was just he didn't see the value of her so he just saw that she didn't deserve his love or didn't deserve to be treated nicely um but yeah i thought it was i i honestly thought there was gonna be that turning point a little bit when um kevin gets ill and then he does it's the one time he actually see him be like a proper kid and do something normal where um he gets ill and all he really wants is his mum and it kind of like humanized him a little bit if you notice what she's reading to him she's reading robin hood and mm-hmm. the point that they're that he's reading is the um, where they're doing the archery contest. For some reason, he has something with with the the archery. And even gr- growing up, his dad gets him a, a bow and arrow. And it, when he's a little bit older, and his dad shows him, or actually we see him shoot the target, it kind of zooms into his eye and it shows the target. You know, and well, you're like, there's something about that that really gets him. I I was um I was reading trivia about this film last night because ah, I was I was looking at it and like there's red in every shot in every oh, shot really? at least red but yeah like it, even if it's like on someone's clothing or she'll be wearing a red coat or there'll be uh, little things and then after the bullseye um it in the trivia but the colors of the bullseye are in every shot it's not just red oh wow because uh, mm-hmm. there's this whole thing like throughout the entire film and, and I didn't spot for the other colors because that... I was so focused on finding the blood splatter of the red Oh my uh, gosh, no, that makes so much sense. Like, yeah, the yellow, so like, all that other stuff. Yeah. I was like, that's that's a really unusual color for that. But yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't, we didn't, and some of it, some scenes are really subtle and you wouldn't need it. And then some are artistic, but it's all going back to my bullseye target because of what he does later on. Um, okay. Yeah, but like, really, really cool. Like, I, I saw enough of it to pick up on it, but I just didn't, I didn't spot the other colors by the end of it. Um, the reason why I do think he he really does like to antagonize her is that, that we have that point where she's trying to teach him math, and he just drops a deuce right there, right there and there, and she gets upset <laughs> with him. She cleans him up, and then he does it again. Yeah. And um, when she figure, 
Yeah, when she when she figures that out, he she kind of reacts really bad. Well, not kind of. She does react really bad, um, and she picks him up and throws him, and it breaks his breaks his arm. And as soon as you see him, and you see his arm kind of like his hand kind of in an, an odd angle, you just see him like smile, and it's like this little kid. And like I even asked my yeah. wife, did he smile when when the, yeah when like he he had he was happy that she acted the way she did. But he didn't cry, so it gives the impression he doesn't really feel pain as well. Yeah. yeah well, either that or he this just doesn't. Um, yeah, he doesn't doesn't like to, or he doesn't show emotion at all. Which is one of the one of the um, what signs of what is it? Sociopath, I think is yeah. it, or, is it psychopath or sociopath? I'm not sure which one's which. Sociopath, I think. Like that uh, again, basing it on, <laughs> I have I, I someone in my life that is very much like a Kevin, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> swatted his own parents <laughs> so i think we're we're hitting the, the hitting the 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 main spots that were were pretty quickly this this movie is not really um it's what only an hour an hour and 40 minutes i think um and it is a i, I feel like the beginning it's a real slow burn but we've been talking about it and, and we're doing it pretty quickly tilda even till now like we said we she's dealing with her guilt on what he did and we're still we're about what two-thirds of the movie's way and we still haven't really figured out what what happened yeah but, and she's like i mean she's running into people from like that are just yeah. like running up to her she's like just like slapping her and she's trying to duck and get away from folks and stuff like that everywhere that she goes so which i mean fear. no matter what happened right she's not the one that did the the deed and people hitting her and people assaulting her um, and her not calling the cops or whatever and letting, allowing these people is part, is part of that, I guess, um, part of that probably, guilt. She, yeah, she feels responsible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing, though, with, again, we'll keep dancing around until we get to it, but with what Kevin does, like, when when someone does something like that, it doesn't just affect, obviously it affects the person and their victims, but it also affects, like, the family members. It has, like, a ripple effect of everyone. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, if people can't blame the person who's actually done it, they'll, like, you know, blame the parents or people around them. Like people are yeah. going to act differently around them. I'm going to talk about the hamster. It's a hamster, right? Was she had the little girl? Uh, guinea pig. Oh, it's guinea pig. Guinea pig. Yeah. 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 Mr. Um, Snuffles. Oh, uh, he was in the he was in the in the food disposal, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Because I was like, this guy. As soon as she ran that food disposal, he was outside doing the art, doing the archery stuff, and he kind of looked up at her and just smiled. I'm like, oh, this kid. Um, when was he like, was already uh, a teenager. Yeah, and she had blood. Well, she had blood on her hands after that because she was cleaning up the stuff. But this is where she gets the Drano, and yeah. we see, um, what's her name? Uh, C- the uh, sister Celia. Yeah, yeah, Celia, Celia. Um, she loses an eye because she dropped. Well, quote unquote, she dropped um, Drano in her eye when Kevin was supposed to be taking look at taking looking at her. And of course, Franklin was just like he can't keep his eye on her, and I, that seems like I did it as a pun, but no, um, or yeah. un- intentionally, but no, oh, he can't geez. keep keep <laughs> he can't well, keep an eye on her at all times. But I, yeah, you know, knowing the way this guy is, he might have just done it on purpose. Yeah, I. Yeah. But one thing I didn't I didn't buy with that that bit is the little um, the little girl seemed old enough. That she wouldn't just be drinking out of random bottles, mm-hmm. like it. I I know kids. Are, it's different when you actually have kids, and you you know. But and when they're, when they're little, little, um, yeah, you you wouldn't. Leave. But like she seemed just old enough that she'd know. Oh, this doesn't look like lemonade, like kind of thing. Yeah. But that might because of like the the actor they got for their daughter. They might have cast someone slightly older than they were expecting. Um, that might be as yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then but, she. Go ahead. Because no, um, this is um, I I didn't again. I was reading up on this last night. This is based on a book as well. Um, mm-hmm. and apparently in the book, it's more. It is implied more that Kevin forcefully did something to her, like to do it. Like, um, but yeah, it's just it's kind of like I I feel like the beauty of this film is that it does have gaps, but it lets you fill in those gaps yourself for a bit of interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is one of those things. Like, because if the thing is, if he did it forcefully, the little girl would have more of a reaction to him, which she mm-hmm. doesn't seem to. She just seems to carry on as normal. 
which I feel like she continues to want to be close to him, even though he calls her stupid and dumbass. Oh and yeah, retard and 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 stuff like that, you know. And I'm I'm I only use that word because that's the word the word that was used in the thing. I don't actually like using the using that word. Um, it but was, it was it was when the book was written. It was not mm-hmm. it was not acceptable, but it was it was commonplace in the language. Well, just for notes, <laughs> kind kind of going back to to what we did and said in misery, right? And yeah. when I, when I were talking we're talking about misery, we said we said that you know, Annie would be a character that we continue to see as a like a people monster, right? And and, and in a certain way, she is. But we kind of see seeing it in today's light, you know, we kind of see that there is some mental health issues going on there, mm-hmm. and. I feel like this movie is also another one of those where, like, if you really start to think about it, we there's some there might be some sort of mental health issue going on here, and it might just be that that he's a, a sociopath. But um, I feel like these movies are now getting a new light on them. Do we continue oh, yeah. to to see, to portray them as clearly just monsters, or do we we try to try to show a different side of them like why are they why they are the way they are yeah i i i think that's a good that's a good question i think when this book was written and when this movie was produced even in the two different time frames in which which you saw these two these two um uh products put out you, you get a you get a book put out in 2003 that is hitting a subject that is relatively um uh i want to say uh, a small a small not a small but like a it's an it's an issue that we're trying to tackle uh in the world but it's definitely something that's noted right and in 2011 when this movie comes out uh we see a larger a larger jump from uh you know these types of things and then when you finally watch if you watch this in 2020 it's it hits it hits a lot differently and like you said it's not it, you're not looking at it from the scope of probably how it was written and then how it was filmed, you're seeing it from a different perspective now as as a health as just definitely a health issue. I, I'm sure it those 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 beats are that that's all there um, in those moments, right between 2003, mm-hmm. 2011, and now. But we're not looking at it like, oh, this is this is this is a horrific act. It's 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 very you know it's very horror um, and it's very thriller. This is like, now it's like almost in a sense, like, Oh, this is the behind the scenes news action. This is what we don't get to, this is what we don't get to see. And that's, that's a, a, from a societal standpoint, that's, that's a tough one to swallow. Right. So, and it's, it's kind of like, I guess uh, case in point, like I, I have uh, family members that like to sit back and watch those, like, you know, like how to kill your, how, how I murdered my husband or whatever, you know, TV shows. And it's like, <laughs> step whoa. by step. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's the, that's the feel of like, when you watch something like that, like back in 2003, when this was put out, this was like purely like more, more of like a, oh, wow, this is how it could happen. 2011 oh wow this is something we need to address. This isn't just really about Kevin, but this is about a lot of other kids. Right. And then 2020, yeah okay this is how this is how it happens and this is and this yeah. is what you go through and it's like he, it, it's different for every 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 10 years <laughs> yeah yeah i mean kevin actually um i feel like we're going to talk about what he does very quickly but like mm-hmm. afterwards like when kevin's like there's a shot of him on the news that talking to into a camera and he's even saying like something is wrong because you are the world is actually just looking at me right now you're fascinated and like like he he's done something so horrific and like everyone's giving him the attention which ties mm-hmm. into like the sound design we use for like applauses at different bits from his actions as well oh, yeah. um so like for his like the film is very self-aware with the commentary on what they're trying to do as well with what the characters see themselves as um but yeah i, I think particularly like it's very good see- showing all those behind the scenes of like the build up of how they get to this stage, because like mm-hmm. Kevin as a kid was antagonistic and but you probably you couldn't see him get you you can see that him going unchecked for this amount of time in his life is what has got him to be able to do this kind of act. The reason why the movie is called We Need to Talk About Kevin is because she did actually try to talk to Kevin about uh, to her to her husband, and he continuously kind of just pushed it off to the point where yeah. when um, Celia lost her eye. She brought it up again, 
And he said he did it on purpose. You know, he 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 pretty sure he did it on purpose, even to the point where later on he is gonna go do some archery in the in the backyard. And she he asked her if she wants to go, and she's like, nope, nope, she's not gonna go back there with you. No, nope. yeah. um, but this causes the 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 um, the marriage to go down the go down the drain. It puts a strain on their on their marriage, and they start to discuss divorce, which Kevin also overhears. And yeah. I wonder if that also has to come in comes into play, because right after that is r- right when we see him order those um, those locks that he that he puts on on the doors, and I guess we can start we can already talk about what what happened. We've been the whole movie pretty much leads to this. It um kind of showing what what he did. He buys these. What are the like the bike bike locks? Yeah, bike locks, mm-hmm. like a U lock looking lock. And he buys it. What is it? Like? He looks like he bought like a good a good amount, like um, at least twelve, maybe even more. He got him for a song on. He got him for this for a song on the web. He's gonna make a <laughs> stack of cash at school selling these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get. I mean, for for lies. I mean, that's actually a, a, a I guess a good lie. Yeah. Um, what you're gonna do? Cover for what you're gonna do. So yeah. he ends up going Bright into yellow. school. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's he goes I was into like, school. That's a unique color. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes to school with these these uh, backpack full of locks. He decides he's going to go ahead and lock the doors and go to town with a bow and arrow. And that's what he does. Um, she's at work. He gets hey, didn't doesn't Kevin go to someone's own school? She shows up with everybody already there, kind of horrified what's going on. Mm-hmm. She sees, she gets there. She sees Kevin on the floor getting arrested, and he's smiling. Yeah, but I'm guessing he pulled the fire alarm with all the doors locked, and just have had everybody kind of funneled into a, a hallway and just started going, um, going with the, the bow and arrow. Could have been that, or maybe he was waiting for like a. It seemed like maybe at nighttime, maybe there was a basketball game or something like that, and he was just or like maybe waiting, yeah. mm-hmm. waiting in the wings and just like just taking shots. It's yeah, a, it's it's amazing that in terms of visual, because you see him that the bow has like a like a funk after every shot, and you yeah, get mm-hmm. him as kafunk kafunk, and you never actually see you you see people being pulled out with like a cover of them and an arrow in them and clear the dead but you never actually see these people being shot down but i found it really interesting to say that his mother there's all these scenes that she's covered in the blood that he does this horrific act and there's not a spot of blood on him there's no red on him whatsoever he's it's almost like he's clean from it and his mother has taken it all because yeah. um he, he even takes that bow he like mm-hmm. uh was like the screams it, it switches between the screaming outside turns to like an applause and clapping for a second while he takes a bow on stage and then mm-hmm. it turns back to screams afterwards which was really cool and clever um but yeah i feel i felt that the, the fact that he doesn't end up actually getting this red blood on him at all it was really yeah that nice really cool. white shirt and he's always in a red jacket i mean what <laughs> well then um she so yeah clean. she gets covered in blood um she is she's in covered in blood right when she goes home yeah. and yeah. um she looks cool. for her husband and her daughter mm-hmm. and, uh, and she finds them <laughs> yeah uh well my wife is like oh crap like as soon as she saw that yeah. she couldn't find him like this um he did something before he went to school or went to the school yeah yeah um both of them are on the lawn uh with multiple arrows in them as much as he had a, this antagonistic relationship with his with his sister i can't see why he would even he would do that to her like i um i don't know it's like it, it make it crosses a line for me there at that point even even killing his father right but your little sister i don't i don't, I, don't I, I, I can't comprehend that do you think that you know i wonder if you know the obviously like she she is keeping tabs on him all his life and catching him out and uh. basically just keeping him in check. I feel like the relationship is she's always trying to keep him in check or always on the hunt, so he mm-hmm. has to be careful. And mm-hmm. as soon as he realizes that there's going to be a divorce and she's not going to be any of even though that he mm-hmm. antagonizes her, he's, um, he's almost a little bit dependent on her as well. Even though yeah. he probably wouldn't want to admit it. So the fact that he's going to lose her, do you reckon like, now's the time? Like, he, he's probably yeah. he, he probably in his life had something of like this caliber in him at some point anyway but the fact that she was no longer could be there to keep him in check he's like oh now now i can do it now is the time like um yeah it's it's the it's the it's that that 
something in the brain that says if I can't have if I can't have all this this whole family thing is going to be taken away from me I have to destroy it at, at you know so he's gonna like he's gonna destroy his 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 mom by killing the father and daughter that she mm-hmm. you know and he even says it when they when they tell when they see that he has overheard their talk about about um, divorce he's like it's easy to misunderstand things out of context and he's like I am the context so mm-hmm. he he definitely understands what's going on. Um, so, and like I said, I feel like the whole movie he has been super in, in, uh, content with just upsetting his mom. It, it's kind of almost like a love hate. Like he loves his mom so much that he wants to he in 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 hates her so much. Like he destroys her room when he's a kid, her mm-hmm. her maps, her squiggly line room, but and he takes joy in it you know but he he decorates it in a way that is his right and it's messed mm-hmm. up that's it's the more squiggly that's, lines <laughs> you know, it, it, it's in his own like his own messed up like i you know the chaos and he that's what he wants to bring is chaos to whatever situation of normalcy there is and he he continually does that he does that at their dinner or be even before the dinner. What the hell is he eating, guys? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. He's chowing down on. Is it's that an octopus? Fruit. It's no, fruit. It's a, it's a type. It's a fruit. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, he like it's. She's like it's quite a messy fruit to eat. Uh, you have to peel them. Um, and it's like um, it's. Like she's like yeah. She makes a comment that um, I thought he didn't even like them. And he, like he's like, this is a in. It's white, and it's like give, it's like he's trying to resemble the eyeball that his okay. sister's lost. Yeah, it's says. like an acquired taste. And he's like being very, you know, over the top about eating it and being quite disgusting. And then as soon as she leaves the table, he just spits it out. Like he was just doing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh. yeah, just absolute trash of a human. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, uh, he's a people monster. Yeah, and like I said, the, like I said in the beginning, this movie is really all about her trying to come to cope and trying to cope and trying to come to terms with what happened and trying to figure out maybe if it was her that caused all this. And at the maybe end of the movie, she's there visiting him again two years after the incident, and he's getting ready to get transferred to the uh, to the adult because uh, adult facility, mm-hmm. and she asks him. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> and you can tell he's from the first time she 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 goes to see him to the this time around he's well first of all he's shaved head now, um but you can tell there's a difference in the way he acts as a, as an eighteen year old compared to when he was like sixteen, mm-hmm. and um, when he was sixteen he was just more aloof kind of just whatever, at the older age at eighteen you can kind of see that there's a change in him a little bit whether it be because they have on medication or, or, you know, has something, something to, to calm down. He's more, more talkative. And she asked him yeah. why she finally asked him why, why he did what he did. And the way he responds was, I used to kn- think I knew the reason, but you know, now I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I feel like she, re- he, he releases her. Yeah. Do you think it's also because it shows that he's, grown up a little bit because of his younger age mm-hmm. younger teen like you know some teenage can be quite vicious um, yeah well, i mean we've, you know. we've been kind of there. we we've we all i say kind of we're not, we're not gonna say there but we've all been there at that age where we don't know what we what we want we don't know what what's going yeah. on sometimes but we have ways to out. cope with it we have ways to yeah we, uh, we have ways to do it and i don't think he had a way to to really vent his frustration other than just showing it yeah, mm-hmm. or venting what his, what he was feeling, other than just showing it and being antagonistic. He even blames at earlier in the film. He actually blames his mom for being the way he is. Oh yeah. So it's it's like there is something that she does feel like she is responsible for this. And but at that end of the movie, when he says that, it's like he releases. She feels released by him because she's like, it's not my fault. He just he he doesn't even know why he did this. Because um, I do feel like she thinks that he did this to get at her to get under her skin yeah. and now he's saying i don't know why i i thought for sure he's gonna end with like i did it for you or something like that and just like mm-hmm. totally just drive the, the the stake in her heart like and push her over the edge because she's already like she's she's been on the edge the whole movie as we're watching her and her downward spiral um through her you know trying to cope with all this and you know popping pills and waking up in what looks like a 
like a crack house, you know, I mean, <laughs> like it's just, well, yeah. it's, it, it had that, it, that had that definite feel, right? Like a really nice house that had gone to, you know, gone to crap because of the, the red paint and everything. Or it, I don't even know if that was, was it real? Was it in her head? We don't know. She kept trying to take it away. I have to mention that the people watching it, um, trying to clean off the red. Yeah, like so many people. There's like the amount of people that just watch you do it, and that's it. That's the thing that people would do. They would just like mm-hmm. be nosy neighbors and like, oh my god, it's it's a woman whose you know kid did that horrible thing, and they like mm-hmm. stare at her and like. Yeah. But I I didn't think about that. I didn't think that she was like, is it is the actual paint there? Because it's like you see like trying to sand it down and it's not coming off as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like a cool idea. I didn't. See and it, it also comes to the play where what I'm saying where she keeps seeing like some the red paint come on her face or on her shirt yeah. or whatever when she hasn't been doing anything that would cause that to happen so maybe i don't know maybe that is the king's thing is that that stuff was not really there and it's really just as signifies the the blood she feels like she has on her hands for for not being able to stop it yeah because i mean yeah, that and and that's where like if if he did just like hit her with it it did it for you or i did it because of you and then it's like oh my gosh you know she's been wearing this red this 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 blood this you know this this transference of of his actions and his deeds this whole movie and then it's just gonna just totally carry it out that's just like that that's heartbreaking but also part of the reality of some parents (laughs) yeah um I think that that wraps up the movie that that we watched there I I feel like we talked a lot more than we thought was we're gonna be able to talk about it I, I have um, two things that I need to say though because this ties into this ties into the previous podcast and conversation that we had with Lyndon. Um, if if you're taking a look at the way that Kevin acts, uh, we have to take a look at it's not just really Eva, um, but it is also uh, some like we like I said before and we discussed uh, some of what Franklin uh, the father did. And if Kevin is a people monster, then Franklin being the father, he is. Frankenstein's monster that ties in oh. Linden's. Well, uh, well Linden's. done, well done, sir. Uh, yes, yes. I tip so, my horror hat to you. <laughs> but, but wait, there's more. Uh, John C. Riley being being the actor who portrayed Franklin, the father in this, was also Mr. Cellophane. So, if we want to see the Invisible Man, we need to have Linden do us the solid of providing us that uh in the next uh the next uh, book series that's hilarious uh, you all need to I, listen I, to the previous episode guys yeah how yes. long have you been cooking that up oh i've been waiting all episode I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you'll never see the artwork oh damn it <laughs> oh i get it i get it oh my god the joke was almost lost on me but not quite there's a transparent joke you hit the I'm... bullseye on that one or was that too Wait. close to the oh <laughs> well now we're not now we're just sad again <laughs> we're just sad <laughs> no uh but no that, that that was a good good joke there. um like i said it, it, we we talked a lot more than i thought we were gonna be able to talk about the movie i think we were i thought we were gonna be able to just go right through it because it's not there's not a lot of, at least I didn't think there's a lot of layers to the movie, but there's a lot more than there than I than I thought really. But I, yeah, I I, 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 like I said I enjoyed it. There's just those couple of moments there where the music kind of just took me out. But you know, listening to what Greg said, maybe that was the, the point. And after we talked about it, and like I kind of get more of where where it was coming from. I might take a look at it again, um, maybe more just to see what someone some other people would think about it. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of I do like doing that. I like rewatching movies with people who have never watched it and see what they their take on it is. So I like I like how you tricked us into watching like a like um, you know a lifetime style movie. It was really good <laughs> on you, uh, but no, it it, it I, it's one of those movies. And I think Lyndon, you said it. Uh, it you you could watch it and don't have to watch it again if you don't want yeah. to <laughs> because yeah, it, it's, like it, I. It was yeah. not a waste of time. It was it was enjoyable and great, but it's it's not like it's not. I don't think it's one I'd watch back every year kind of thing. Uh, but you, not yeah. every film needs to be. Not every film needs to be rewatchable to be good. Yeah, this yeah. is a different type of horror movie. For uh, this, this is more of a movie. It, I mean, it's not even labeled as a horror movie. It's more of a psychological thriller kind yeah. of thing. Um, it it I consider it horror because of 
like I said before, anything can be, yeah, anything can be, it can be horror. It just depends on the way you look at it. And yeah, you can, you can take a look at it from, from the point of view from, of Kevin as a people monster, but you also take a look at it from the point of view of, of, uh, uh, Tilda Swinton's character, what she's going through at that point and what she has to do to cope with what, what her son did and the way people are treating her and and so forth. So it's, it's, it's a double edged sword there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It, it it hurts it hurts to watch it's it, it was up there with um a, a few of the other ones that i've seen in the past that are that that are right on that line and it's like <laughs> painful and and to be honest i thought it was going to be a lot different movie based on the on the on the um on the trailer yeah mm-hmm. but this one i thought it was going to have some supernatural element based off the trailer. Oh, yeah. i thought there's going to be something <laughs> something culty but that's yeah, what i thought uh, too very <laughs> straight grounded yeah but no um i i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed it a little bit more now that we talked about it um like i said i, I might watch it again just to see what other people I won't, this is not something i'm going to put on in, in the background to, to watch again <laughs> this is not something i'm going to be like oh we need we need to watch it but if someone asks hey what's a good um psychological thriller movie or psychological movie uh this is definitely one of those that i would would recommend um and if they're around me i would like let's go ahead and, and watch it now would you double um, feature this with gummo with who? With what? With, with Gummo. 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 Or, or kids. No, 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 no. You, no one wants to watch kids. No one wants to know, watch kids. I, I know, but I mean, same same level of hits you in the like, oh, the reality factor of everything. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I've never watched Gummo, so I'm not sure what that was. So, super cringe. That's just my way I, house. Of, of, I, already found, of, I, already, I already found it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, uh, we're we're not gonna watch that for the. Although there are some interesting things that do happen in it, we should get David's reactions. Sorry, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we'll leave it there, guys. And remember, this is a second part um, recording with with Lyndon. So if you all didn't hear the first episode, I go back to listen to the the um, episode with Lyndon where we're talking about the Constantina Constantina book Constantina, <laughs> of of, Franken- <laughs> of, uh, of Frankenstein. And um, you guys will, will enjoy some more of the. You, you'll understand uh, Greg's jokes there um, if you if you definitely <laughs> hear that one. All right, I, I just well, assume we'll, everybody listens to all our podcasts. All <laughs> they listen to everything. Well, we'll see. Well, and like I said before, we might we might split. I have to think about what we're going to do with with the Kickstarter episodes. If they're all going to go to the new podcast, or if we're going to be <gasps> just keeping the horror ones here, we'll Wait, we'll, we'll talk about podcast? it. We'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked oh about it God. a little bit on the previous episode with um, with what's his name, Emmanuel, and and um, and oh my God, Kevin. Um, what is wrong? Yeah, we had me? to talk about Kevin, oh. and it was Kevin that we talked to. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So um, we had to talk about Kevin with Kevin, but we didn't talk about Kevin the movie with Kevin. Yeah. We just talked yeah, about exactly. Kevin the, the creator. Uh, but we did talk about the the, the podcast may possibly uh, spinning off into its own thing. But I think it's, it's going to happen more uh, sooner than later. Uh, just figure out what what uh, what content goes into what oh, what podcast. So we'll, we'll talk about it, and y'all will be notified as soon as that happens. But you know, want to go ahead and thank Lyndon again for joining us here. Um, you're always welcome here, Lyndon. Uh, thank you. We we enjoy having you having you on the podcast. Oh, yeah, thanks. Even though we can't see good. you. Yeah. <laughs> even though we can't see you. Invisible man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. It's stick. Well, I could see it. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and uh, leave it there, and we'll thank you guys for joining us here on Nerd from the Crypt. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast.